Tiny Tales presents Rosemary. Rosemary lived in a tiny cottage on the edge of a tiny village. It was an idyllic place of cobblestone lanes and ivy-covered stone, a bit of the old world lingering on the edge of the new. The residents were quiet folk, who took comfort in their simple ways, living next to the same people year after year and knowing all there was to know about them. Or so they thought. Rosemary was well known as the local gossip, a reputation she had worked hard to foster. But no one held it against her. Being 92 that year, and the previous four, she was granted certain allowances in the minds of her fellow village members. But the truth was, Rosemary had a secret. A dark and terrible one, and she found it easiest to avoid suspicion by diverting it onto anyone or anything else. So she spent her days shuffling through the village, buying tea cakes, and telling so-and-so, you'll never guess who, did you'll never guess what. And at night, when she pulled her thick book of incantations, pouches of ingredients, and heavy black cauldron out from under the tea table, she felt sure that no one suspected a thing. For weeks, she had been surreptitiously gathering ingredients for a new spell. It had taken longer than she hoped, but she couldn't very well march into the butcher's and ask if he had any cat knuckles. In a stroke of luck, her neighbor's barn had burned down, and when they discovered their beloved cat, Mr. Pepper, had gone missing in the blaze, Rosemary generously agreed to help them search through the wreckage for his remains, shoving the first scrap of glistening bone she found among the ashes into her small, floral handbag. It was too big to be a cat knuckle, but hopefully the book understood they were hard to come by, and this would have to do. She set the cauldron in the fireplace, arranged the candles as pentagonally as possible on the oblong hearth, and opened the book of spells to the worn page entitled, Summoning Familiars the cat. What a little old lady, living in a little old cottage, on the edge of a little old village needed, was a cat, but no ordinary cat would do for Rosemary. The ingredients and the bone were dumped into the cauldron, and in her thin voice she began the recitation. At the final word, wind rushed through the small cottage, fluttering the pages and snuffing the candles. 
the cauldron belched a noxious puff of smoke. Waving it away, Rosemary peered inside. Oh dear. At the bottom lay a not even vaguely cat-like mass of mangled bone and gnarled wings. Clearly, the book had not approved of her substitution. With a sigh, she hefted the cauldron from the fire to empty it into the rubbish bin. She had just reached the door into the kitchen when one of the wings twitched and stretched out to its full length. A long neck followed, and a tiny skull tilted to stare up at her with an empty eye socket. The pale beak clicked once before turning to preen the featherless wings. Rosemary suddenly remembered that her neighbors had kept chickens in their barn. Despite the half-used carton of eggs they had given her that was still in her refrigerator, she had completely forgotten. It must have been one of their bones she had taken, but the spell should have failed, not made an undead bird. The chicken, completing its meticulous grooming, hopped to the edge of the cauldron and tried to fly. It immediately crashed to the floor. With a disgruntled shake, making its bony body rattle, it stood up and began pecking at the speckles in the linoleum. Rosemary quickly slammed the door, trapping it in the kitchen. Examination of the spellbook revealed that she had not recited the spell for conjuring a cat, but had actually read the entry right under it entitled Necromancy, for reversing undesired death, intentional or otherwise. The list of ingredients for both spells was almost identical, except cat knuckles were replaced with one piece of the deceased's physical form. Drat these candlelight spells, Rosemary sighed, slamming the book shut. While necessary for the aesthetic of the occult, reading by candlelight was rather difficult, and her eyesight wasn't what it used to be. The book had a spell for fixing that, but Rosemary didn't hate any of the village children enough to harvest the necessary ingredients. Through the door, she could hear the chicken rattling around in the kitchen. She put the thick book of incantations, pouches of ingredients, and heavy black cauldron back under the tea table and went to bed, hoping the spell would wear off by morning. When she shuffled into the kitchen the next day, the pile of bones had nested on the table between the primrose tea set 
and the salt and pepper shakers shaped like dancing shepherdesses. The chicken lifted its bony head from under one wing and stared blankly at her. The axe in the garden shed might solve her problems, but Rosemary wasn't sure it was possible to kill what was already dead. And the only thing worse than an undead chicken was a headless undead chicken with its undead head flopping around. So she fixed her usual breakfast of a soft-boiled egg and a lightly buttered English muffin. But the chicken kept staring at her, and she washed the half-eaten egg down the drain with the horrible feeling that she had cooked a relative. Morning had come, and the chicken was still very much alive. She needed a plan. She shut the chicken back in the kitchen, pulled on her boots, and started down the lane to her neighbors to buy a bag of corn. She wasn't sure undead chickens needed food, but if it did get hungry, she couldn't risk it trying to find its way home. No amount of gossip could conceal a reanimated bag of bones wandering around. Planting a garden? her neighbor asked, swinging the sack of corn up onto his shoulder. He had insisted on carrying it back for her. Yes, Rosemary said quickly, realizing she had no other explanation for needing the corn. You won't believe it, her neighbor said. Mr. Pepper showed up last night, four kittens in tow. I suppose we'll have to call her Mrs. Pepper now. Lucky she didn't hide them in the barn. Rosemary pursed her lips. Yes, lucky. They had reached her gate, and to Rosemary's horror, her neighbor was taking the corn to her back garden. Why don't you take one of the kits? he offered. It'd be good company. No, thank you. Rosemary said curtly, glancing toward the kitchen window overlooking the back garden. Her neighbor dropped the sack of corn to the ground and straightened up, frowning. What's that scratching noise? Sounds like it's coming from the kitchen. I could take a look for you. It's just rats, she said, and shooed him home. Told her she needed a cat he muttered on his way out, no doubt thinking her too deaf to hear. Satisfied he was gone, Rosemary went into the kitchen and pulled on her wide-brimmed hat and gardening gloves. When she went back into the garden, the pile of bones rattled along behind her. The corn wasn't going to plant itself, and no doubt by the end of the week, half the village would have heard she was planting a garden. The chicken was scratching at the grass, and Rosemary sighed, grateful for the thick hedge around her cottage.
She had intended to keep the chicken only until she figured out what to do with it. But after weeks of talking to it while she planted rows of corn, and reading to it from the book of incantations, hoping one of them would turn it back into a pile of dust, she grew attached to the clunky little thing. It happily chased after bugs, or occupied itself with plump corn kernels, gulping them down only to have them fall out of its empty ribcage onto the grass. When it grew tired of that, it would lounge under the growing corn, kicking plumes of dirt over itself, but that was nothing a quick rinse with the watering can couldn't fix. The day she called for My Little Jinx, and it came sprinting across the yard to her, she knew she had decided to keep it. That winter, when the corn was harvested and the weather turned cold, Jinx would perch on the back of her armchair, snug in a tea cozy Rosemary had cut wing holes in for him, while she read a book and sipped tea by the fire. And when several more years had passed, and the villagers began to notice that Rosemary had been 92 for a long while now. She carefully packed Jinx into a cardboard box and put him on the front seat of her tiny old car next to the cauldron and the book of incantations. And they set off to find another tiny cottage on the edge of a tiny village. Today's episode of Tiny Tales was written and narrated by R.E. Rule. Music and production by Frank Narat. If you enjoy our show, don't forget to rate and subscribe. Join us on Patreon for as little as $1 per month to gain exclusive access to the Tiny Tales soundtracks. Visit us at tinytalespodcast.com for details. Thanks for listening.